With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You've heard about it. You've read about it. You've talked about it. And now, you've found it. This is Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio, the largest radio social network in the world. With your host, Alan Smith, a veteran of OTR trucking, business entrepreneur, and the most recognized name for assisting CDL students and new graduates. It's time to shut down that big rig. Sit back and come join the conversation. Truth About Trucking Live begins right now. Yes, we are back. Welcome to the show. Today is Thursday, June 14, 2012, 7.01 p.m. Eastern Time. And, huh? Donna's talking to me. Yeah, it's up. <laughs> it should be up there. Uh, but it's 7.01 p.m. Eastern Time, and we're live at this very moment, coming to you from Sunshine State. Appreciate you tuning in to the broadcast. Our phone number, 347-826-9170. As we continue our series, Speaking with Drivers Who Are Active in Social Media and Industry Issues. And this evening, we're going to talk a little bit more about how drivers are using social media and for what reasons they do so. And we're also going to discuss how social media tools can be used to change the image that the general public has of truck drivers, which have largely been created through uh, entertainment channels such as movies and television, as well as by the main media outlets. But we're going to go a little deeper into this truck driver image, not just talking about imagery such as the truck girl mud flaps that you see in the show's description or the waste bottles left along the side of the road and in rest areas or parking lots. We're going to talk about more serious image problems of the professional truckers brought about largely through news media and how every truck driver's professionalism is damaged by such media perception. And Donna, if you're there, we just uh, we just saw an example of this in the news with the recent kidnapping accident, uh, incident. Oh, definitely. Um, you could just see on the comments where they were just ready to get headed. And uh, uh, fortunately, you know, we made some posts to uh, talk about truckers against trafficking because what that would do is they, the general public reads that, and now not only are drivers, you know, crazed outlaws of the road, knocking everybody over uh you know but now oh they're even um they're even uh, kidnappers and involved in human trafficking so and this happened about a year ago when they found that uh 
uh, that dead body in one of the truck stops, and they linked it to a truck driver. So anyway, we'll we'll talk about this, about the profession and the people um, in it, and because it, it's such a transit type of profession that it could indeed be an attractive career for for people that like uh, that are you know moved by these sick things. But that doesn't mean that the the general audience should consider every single you know, truck driver generalized as uh as as this. So anyway, we'll get into it. But yeah, when that article hit, you could just see the movement that was gonna go in that direction. Yeah, and we see that a lot. So we're gonna we're gonna talk more about this image damaging of all professional truck drivers and, and how social media can be used to change the public perception of the trucker's image. And our guest this evening are Kari Fisher, founder of the Missing Truck Driver Alert Network at missingtruckdriver dot com. And Jason Haggard, a driver advocate who uses Facebook to bring attention to trucking issues and works to inform and help to uh, get other drivers active in industry matters. So, uh, interesting show for you this evening. If you'd like to come join the conversation, our number again, 347-826-9170. Our show this evening, Changing the Image of Truck Drivers Through Social Media, with our guests, Kari Fisher and Jason Haggard, all coming up on Truth About Trucking Live. Stay with us. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. I hear from a lot of newcomers to the industry who still have that entrepreneur spirit that has made the United States of America the great country that she is. And many of them still have one goal in mind, and that is to someday have their own rig and become an owner-operator. Truth About Trucking Live is all about providing honest, reliable information about the OTR trucking industry, especially for those just beginning their truck driving careers. Running your own trucking business is part of the entrepreneurial spirit that has kept America moving since truck were first used by the military in World War I. If you're considering starting your own owner-operated business, there's only one name that you need to know, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing. LoneMountainTruck.com offers the best lease purchase plans in the industry. There's no huge balloon payment at the end, and when you make that final monthly payment, they hand over the title, The Truck is Yours. They require a very reasonable down payment, and the monthly payments are kept at an affordable $1,000 per month and sometimes even less. A great inventory to choose from, including Peterbilt's, Volvo's, Internationals, and Freightliners, and all of their trucks are mechanically checked out, dependable, and ready to go to work. And unlike trucking company leases, if you choose to change motor carriers, the truck goes with you. It's your truck. Check them out at LoneMountainTruck.com or give them a call toll-free, 866-512-5685. LoneMountainTruck.com, the honest guys for the sweet lease deals. LoneMountainTruck.com. Man, it's crowded tonight. Care if I join you? Sure, have a seat. Sorry about the paperwork. <laughs> Name's Cole. Appreciate it. I'm Harlan, by the way. Here's a fill-up for you guys. Thanks, honey. Harlan, you look hungry. What can I get you? I'll have a Coke and whatever he's having. Back in a bit. What are you doing with all this paperwork, driver? Looks like you're tripping over your trip sheets. want to get a jump on these taxes before they jump me. 
There is a better way to manage your trucking paperwork. With TripSheetCentral.com, you're a login away from tracking every aspect of your business. TripSheetCentral.com organizes your information easily so you can see how your business is performing. That sounds easy. And it's fast. Time-consuming paperwork is eliminated with a low-cost monthly subscription. I no longer have to worry about invoices, settlement reports, or fuel tax returns. TripSheetCentral.com does that for me. Manage your business information securely with TripSheet Central. Visit TripSheetCentral.com at your next stop. This is Truth About Trucking Live with Alan Smith. To be a part of the program, call in now at 347-826-9170. Skype users can call in by clicking on the Skype button on our show page. To be a sponsor of the show, email Donna at info at truthabouttrucking.com. Now, back to the show. All right, we're back. Truck drivers and social media, changing the truck driver image through social media. Our guest, Kari Fisher of MissingTruckDriver.com and Jason Haggard on Facebook as Jason.Haggard.58. So, Kari, welcome back to the show. Hello. There you are. Okay, I had the right number there. And, Jason, uh, thanks for joining us this evening. Oh, thanks for having me, Alan. I think this, uh, you've called in a couple times. This is the first time we've had you on the show, huh? Oh, yeah, I've been in there. I've been on there a couple times now in the last you know, last year or so, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Listen, glad to have you both here. Uh, Donna, did you get the chat going? Yeah, I'm all, yes, I, I finally did. I thought it was going to be another week where I, I couldn't figure it out, but I'm on there. Oh, I see you there. Okay. Jason's there. Uh, okay. Well, everybody's there but me. Okay. <laughs> so, well, listen, uh, I guess uh, ladies first. Kari, we'll start with you. Uh, what's, uh, what's, give us a little update on MissingTruckDriver.com. What's going on over there? Have the webpage up. Um been really busy with missing drivers. We had two last week and a potential missing driver this morning. Um, we arranged to get a runaway kid back home. His mom is a truck driver and couldn't take time off from work, and she found out where he was and he was ready to return home. So some really nice people from the missing Facebook page band together, and we got him from Colorado back to Kansas successfully, and he's back home where he belongs. Well, we're seeing a. I'm just still amazed, Donna. I think you were kind of too at how uh, how many come come up missing. You know. Well, a lot of times, I think um, you know they just don't call home, and that's why Kari investigates it, makes sure it's a valid missing person. It's uh, and oh, correct me if I'm wrong. If I say anything wrong, but I'm pretty sure this is how it goes. And she confirms everything with law enforcement, uh, the trucking company involved, and so on. Um, right. But sometimes they are missing for a day or two, like Josh uh, Wenger, a friend of ours on um, on Facebook. You know, his uh, his mom was upset. She hadn't heard from him in two days, turns out, you know. The truck broke down. The phone didn't work. And it, things happened. So these are valid valid alerts that um, are sent out to phones, really true missing truck drivers. So um, yeah, we have this morning somebody wrote uh, wrote us on um, on the info email, uh, truth about trucking email, and 
said that she couldn't find her husband. He hadn't answered since Tuesday. And it turned out there was a, a, another case, you know, where it was there was a valid reason why. So it's a great, it is a great uh, uh Thing that 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 Kari started. Kari, why don't you tell us a little bit? I know we had a show on it, but why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, how how you really did get this started? It was really um, with uh, Mark Williams when he went missing. Was did uh, eventually was found? Fortunately, Mark, he was, Mark went missing on a. He was last heard from on a Tuesday. I believe it was February first. Um, you and I happened to be talking one night when I got a message on a wall from a Facebook friend that um, a friend of hers husband had been heard from. And I just started making posts and on Facebook on different trucking pages and on Twitter. And um, as he was found the next night in a truck stop, unfortunately deceased, by a driver that had read a post. And it kind of evolved from there. We've had seven drivers since that time. They've either been broke down out of cell service. Um, we've had two that were deceased, and the others are just, you know, um, they weren't missing. Like you said, you know, the truck broke down, they were out of cell service, that type of thing. Right. And that's why, you know, a lot of times, you know, with this alert thing, I know you're getting the um, alerts back up. When it gets goes to your phone, before it gets there, it will be a valid alert, not just somebody that their family just can't get a hold of them, but rather it is, you know, a, a true missing person alert. And uh, so many times, you can go Google it, so many times drivers go missing for, uh, for months, weeks, months, days, um, and they're not found. They A lot of times, really unfortunately, and it's very sad, they die alone in their truck. So this was a, a, a tremendous uh, effort on Kari's part to create this. It has um, some help with some very enthusiastic people. We went to the Wilco parking lot where the driver was dead in his truck for three months a couple of weeks ago, and it, was just, it made me really sad. It's a small lot. It's depressing. It it is, but you know, here's a here's the beauty of it, and I mean, it falls right right in line with what we're talking about tonight. This when when Mark went uh, when Mark Williams went missing, it caught wildfire on Facebook and Twitter, and uh, and then uh, on the uh, the trucking forum. I forgot which form it was. Let's truck, I believe. Let's truck, okay. And somebody, somebody posted something. So, th- this is kind of what we're trying to show: how social media, when people really get involved. Um, I think what was it? Within a day or two, he was found after. Uh, after Twenty-four hours. Twenty-four hours after being uh, posted on Facebook. So. It's it's really I mean you figure the millions of people on Facebook and the thousands of truckers on Facebook, uh, once people start sharing something, even though they're not on your friends list, they're sharing it to their friends and their friends are sharing it to their friends. And before you know it, it's it's reaching you know, uh, you know a hundred thousand people at least uh, with a message. So 
this is really a, a much needed uh, organization. I know you're trying for your 501c. Um, we'll be looking forward. Uh, you'll probably have that, I would assume, when you attend the convention. I know you're going to have a booth there with some literature to hand out to people uh, while you're at the convention, Kari. We're working on getting the packets together, trying to come up with material for them. Oh, there yeah. Well, you've got your stickers. Two in the document files that people can look at, um, safety tips. And um, I made one today, um, you know, kinds of information that we need to put out a missing alert. It includes the driver's name and his physical description, what his habits are, what kind of a truck he drives, what kind of a trailer he pulls, you know, does he have a pet in the truck with him, um, medical conditions, that type of thing. And that's on there now. Well, Kari, this thing, uh, missingtruckdriver.com, really, really took off. I mean, you have uh, uh, family members as well as, um, I mean, everybody on Facebook and things, but you also have family members and even the trucking company themselves that will contact you directly. Is that right? Well, I had one trucking company direct me to contact me directly through another Facebook contact. This is one of Desiree's Woods friends. Um, Somebody that had been to the convention last year that had heard about it but didn't know how to contact me. But there again, social media, and I was able to get the word within, you know, just a few minutes of him contacting Desiree. And then from there, it just kind of takes off. Well, Jason, let's uh, let's get you in here. You're uh, you're on Facebook. Uh, I think I had it right. Jason Haggard fifty eight. That's your Facebook page. Yeah, you hear yeah. so. A blog? Did you put up a blog yesterday, Jason? Yeah, I got that launched through WordPress, and, it, uh, and I'm also on Twitter. And both of those are are they're both uh, the same name, Haggard on 18. You can find them. You can find both on on Twitter and WordPress. But the WordPress is Haggard on 18. Is it dot WordPress dot com? Uh, I am not. I would have to look it up here in a minute. <laughs> I know you just put it up there. Uh, uh, there's a, a new blog you just started? Just just put it up. Yeah, I went up, I believe it was yesterday or the day before. I'm not quite sure. Okay, well, you're more into uh, talking about the, uh, the issues, I guess, that affect drivers, the industry, EOBRs, all this kind of stuff. But you also you also are in there to uh, just try to get drivers uh, more involved and uh, talk about the talk about the issues, right? Yeah, um, a big part of it, and, and a big part of the reason why is because uh, I actually looked at some of the stats, and uh, we have 14 million drivers across this country, and less than 10% of those drivers actually get active in any one cause involving the trucking industry, and that to me seems a bit low. And I, you know, and we hear all the time from drivers out on the road or via via social media or uh, you know, whatever it may be, and there's all kinds of complaints and all kinds of ideas, but they never get past what I like to call is they never get out of the cab. Um, these guys will talk to other drivers while they're driving down the road about the stuff, but that's really where it stops. Um, well, you know, like, and too, did you notice, Jason, that a lot of people um, expect the next guy to do it? And just it goes like that eighty twenty rule, you know. It, it seems to be so true. Twenty um, percent of the people do most of the work. I, I forgot how it goes, but 
I, I have to tell you, share this with everybody. Got an email. Oh, I don't know, two months ago. It wasn't that long ago, and it said, "Why are you, aren't you doing more for us drivers?" And I, I just couldn't believe it. You know, I mean, do you find that that's true? Just people just think everybody else is supposed to do something, and uh, and then you know they just sit back. I guess I don't I don't understand it myself. Unfortunately, that is that is pretty much the common case. Um, I can talk to people about uh, about a lot of the issues. There's been times when I've gone out and not even presented myself as a, as a professional driver, um, but just brought up conversation about the trucking industry or about truck drivers, just in in general passing in a public place, um, that kind of thing. Um, but I've also done it with with other drivers. And the part that bothers me is when it's other drivers I talk to and they say. The common response is, "What difference does it make? Nothing's ever going to change, anyhow." And right. I've said and this a hundred times before. It becomes a defeatist attitude, and uh, if if we're going to change anything in this industry, the words "can't," "won't," and "impossible" can't come into play. Well, I I, I totally agree. Um, uh, no, uh, that was part of the presentation last year that uh, Rich Wilson gave. He actually, you know showed people how to get involved with um you know writing writing on the FMCSA wall getting involved with the comments and important it is and people don't think that their comment important but um Alan you know yourself you know I mean how many how many drivers are there now active not not just CDL holders but active drivers well, my understanding there's about four million, you know, and uh, last time I heard there was uh, eight million CDL holders and four million who are active. It might even be smaller than that. I've heard this fourteen million number thrown around. I'm not sure where it's coming from, but I could be I could be behind on the times. But you know, again, even with those millions, uh, like Jason said, uh, there's just a small fraction of those that are actually in social media. Yeah, and I, and well, and I think where that 14 million number comes into play is I think that's all drivers all told, whether they be over the road, whether they be line haul, local, um, driving. You know, it, I think it basically is anybody that has a commercial license. Period. But, you know, and I think that's where a big part of it comes into play. But unfortunately, most people there need to understand that these changing rules, changing stereotypes are going to affect them as well. Well, let's 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 start talking about this then. What what are some of these negative images of drivers, since that's that's where we're going, uh, and how can we how can we change them? Um, what what are some of the you know? Well, you know, I I have in the show description, you know, I put up a picture of the you know the trucker girl mud flaps. You saw those, and um, I mean, you know, I I'm, I'm talking a little bit more than just that, but uh, I you know. You know, we had Sandy Long on last week, Donna, and she was talking about some of the movies and everything. Yeah. And if you remember that movie, it's been a long time ago, too, but Thelma and Louise. Oh, yeah. Did you see that and the, the way they represented the truck driver in that movie? Yeah. And, you know, and it's, you know it's a, it was a good movie and it's funny and everything, but that's, that's the perception that is thrown out there about drivers, and I think it's still doing that. But to get more realistically... Um, 
there's always these news uh, news shows about you know killer trucks and everything like that. Uh, but uh, I, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's a pretty pretty deep problem, and you, I, I get I get a lot of aggravation from uh, the four wheelers out there every day, and I think it's from this perception. But uh, well, you were telling me, I don't know how long ago. I mean. Somebody even, and you haul fuel, somebody threw a cigarette at your truck? I mean, oh, my God. Oh, they do that all the time when I'm, when I'm unloading, when I'm dropping fuel. They'll, 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 they'll run by and throw, throw lit cigarettes at me and, and all kinds of stuff like that. But there's just a, a really, it really is a big look down upon truckers out there. And I don't know, Jason, where, where do you think that comes from? Why, why does that happen? Well, I think it comes from two, from two big sources, and uh, the two sources that I find to be the issue is, one, it's the drivers themselves, um, because people are just going... The, the old rule is, if something negative happens in life, everybody that saw it's going to remember it. If something positive happens, you know, one, one or two out of every ten people that saw that are going to remember it and say something about it. And the other place where it comes from, unfortunately, is the media. Um, how often have we seen a headline that says, uh, you know, pileup caused on the freeway. Um, you know, truck rear ends. You know, truck rear ends family of four. And the first, the first within the first paragraph, you know, you see, you know, truck rear ended family of four. Family of four was critical. Truck driver immediately tested for for drugs and alcohol. And they don't say well, they don't say in there that he's required to be tested. It's they just leave it open for people to to ponder the thought of. Well, why was he immediately tested for drugs and alcohol? Let's just leave that open for suspicion. And and those are kind of the two things that really, really hurt us. Um, there, there's the the minority rule out there that is, you know, that they don't care what image they portray, but they also don't look at the fact that it's not just hurting them; it's hurting everybody else that gets behind the wheel of one of these trucks. Or it's not even a big truck. You find out it's a pickup truck. Well, that's another one. Yes, I call it a truck, and it's a pickup truck. Well, you know, uh, that reminds me. There's there's a, a huge billboard in Tampa, and uh, I, I go by it every day. It's a, it's a billboard for a uh, a law firm in Tampa, and all it says on the uh, on the billboard. I mean, it has a law firm name and everything, but all it says on the billboard is in quotations. It's a quote, and it says. He just came over in my lane, and the whole picture of the billboard is just the whole front grill and front port, front part of a huge truck. And so, I mean, that's kind of subtle, but being a driver, you know, I caught it at least. But, I, I mean, even little things like that, you look at that billboard, he just he just came over in my lane, and it's a, it's a picture of a front of a big truck. I don't. That's not even that subtle, boy. That's just. Well, yeah, it's yeah. not true. I'll have to take a picture of it and 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 show you. But it, yeah, it's right there in Tampa and it, a huge billboard. But uh, I mean, again, you know, Kari, there's another there's another example of I mean, how many four wheelers drive by that on 275 in Tampa every day and see that and what what's the image that goes right in their mind, you know? Well, that's a real source of irritation with me, and, you know, we got rear-ended, and the kid tried to tell the police officer that we backed into him, you know, and I'm sure he's thinking, oh, you know, here's my opportunity, big bucks, you know, and the cops just kind of looked at him and laughed. His door panel was literally laying under the tandems on our trailer. Yeah. You know, it's, 
Yeah, it just it just causes a bad bad public eye for drivers. But do you think? Uh, uh, and then Jason, I'll ask you. Do you? I mean, do you think um, there there is change that can be achieved through? Uh, I mean, all of us on on Facebook and Twitter and and blogs like Jason just put up a blog. I mean, do you think uh, that these kind of things can actually change the perception that the public has? I think so. You know, we do. <laughs> Well, I yeah. tried to start that with the Share the Road group, and that initially started out as a page to teach people how to drive safely around trucks, and it's evolved into an overall general trucking safety page, which I don't have a problem with that either. But, you know, even if drivers would take the time, you know, just to show a couple of kids what the inside of the truck looks like, have them look in the mirrors, have them walk down the side of the trailer, show them the blind spots, the nose on, you'd be amazed at what they learn. You know, Tell them why you can't cut a truck off, that it can't stop on a dime, and it takes a ball in the field to have to stop. You know, what does 80,000 pounds look like? I've got pictures posted of a coil that weighs 40,000 pounds. Yeah, and you know, back to the flatbed. Yeah, it kind of goes both ways, Jason. You were saying a second ago, you know, unfortunately it is the drivers too. You know, I, I almost pulled out my video, my camera, and took a video of it, but I thought, well, you know, we're not allowed to do that, so I didn't. But I was heading down to Tampa just the other day, and a um, four-wheeler was in the lane next to me, just kind of hanging with me, and and uh, this truck comes up passing me, and and <clears throat> I should have got a video of it. I, I came real close, but that truck had to be probably maybe one, one and a half feet from that guy's bumper, and we're going down the interstate at 70, 75 miles an hour. So, uh, I mean, there, there's a case right there where, you know, the driver is adding to that perception. Well, can I get in yeah. for a second? Yeah. We had an incident last weekend where we were literally almost put in the median by another truck, and I called 911 and reported him, and we did find complaints against that driver. That's the type of driver that needs to be off the road. And people, you know, I'm not bad mouthing him, but, you know, he's a um, really big rigger type. You know, yeah, they could damage too. And, you know, he ended up bad mouthing the cop and ended up walking, you know, I don't know if he got shut down or not. His safety rating wasn't all that high. But he got a level one inspection out of it and a ticket. Well, here's where, you know, CSA has some good because, I mean, the whole objective was to get the um, outlawed drivers uh, off the road. Uh, unfortunately, there's some kinks in it, and they really need to be, you know, addressed in that, and that's that's just a whole other show. But, um, you know, just, just recently, you know, I mean, just a couple of uh, – major companies, you know, are, are being caught with such outrageous behavior. I mean, they are cracking down on this. What was that company you just heard about today? Well, that was, um, what was it that you sent me? WTSA, U.S. Truck, or it's a Wisconsin-based trucking company. I, I don't think it's uh, the big U.S. No, it was another no. one with a, with a WT in front of it or something. Yeah, right. Um, everybody was writing about it, trucking info, overdrive. I mean, you know, everybody had a post about it. It was three days ago, I think, was the date on it. But that's just another example um, of, of cracking down on this. But unfortunately, I don't believe that's the majority of the drivers and the perception um, that's being given. It's a, 
what it does is I, I believe it takes away from any kind of empathy that the the uh, the general public has, to, you know, towards drivers, as far as all these regulations, because in their mind they're thinking, yeah, regulate them. They need to be regulated. Look at them. They're they're just crazy and, you know, drug infested, you know, crazy people running down the roads, trying to kill everybody. I mean, I know that's an exaggeration, but you know, when people hear regulate trucks. They're all raising their hand. Yeah, absolutely. When they hear, why, why don't we add uh, more education to people getting a regular um, license? You know, well, they're like, well, why? So, really, they're going about it the wrong way. Um, I think the Share the Road group is is a great group. To, you know, to educate people how to drive around trucks, but. Um, Jason, did you read the article uh, about the the truck driver with the two girls, teenage girls, kidnapped, and how it very possible it could be part of a human trafficking? Uh, yes, I, yeah, I did. I mean, I, when you read that, it, did you feel like, holy cow, you know, <laughs> can well, you just, I, this is going to go? <laughs> Unfortunately, what happened is I found out about that article via the phone. Um, I was working on some, I was working on some stuff for my blog, as a matter of fact, and I got a phone call from a friend of mine in the industry, and he said, "Did you have a chance to read this article?" And I, and I was like, "Hang on, I'll look it over real quick." And I read through it. I said, "Oh, okay." He goes, "Do you know what that's going to do for the industry?" I said, "I know exactly what it's going to do for the industry. That's going to be a huge black eye." And sure enough, and I don't know if anybody bothered to follow up the different reportings of this article. But if you go to some of the different newspapers that covered it, the, the, you go into the comment section. This is something I cannot stress enough to people. This is where social media is huge. Social media is tied into every newspaper in the country, every single one. They have comment sections on all their articles now. And if you go in there and you look at their comments on there, the general motoring public was, well, this guy here must be running up, and you know, if he was running on I-75, then how do we know he's not the same one that kidnapped all these all these girls down here in Florida? And all that. And so they're, they're already starting to make these stereotypes. Well, this guy runs I-75, so anybody on I-75 now is a kidnapper, or you know, and all this. You know, and, and these are the kinds of things where drivers, professional drivers that maintain a professional attitude, need to go to some of these sites and start setting these people straight. You don't have to talk to Congress to change everything. Now, it's a good idea. It's a good idea to get your opinion heard, but just simple little things. You can go to some of these pages, some of these social media pages on the, at the newspapers, and start setting some of these people straight. Now, when you do it, be civil, you know, and be level-headed and rational about the comment that you, you know, or the reply that you make to these people, and help show them that hey, that's the minority out there that's doing that. That's any walk of life. You have people that are perverse and twisted, whether they be truck drivers, airplane pilots engineers, um, military personnel, politicians, they're in all walks of life. But unfortunately, when the stereotypes are placed in the headlines about truck drivers, they stick until somebody ever says anything about it. And people are, you know, you need to get active. You need to say something about this stuff. Yeah, I think it's just uh, just a very few, but that very few just puts a black eye on a all the other drivers out there that are, you know, professional and just out there just trying to make a living. Let's go 
Let's go to a caller in Wisconsin, area code six zero eight. You've been there a few minutes. Uh, go ahead. You're on. You're on the show. He must be talking about Chuck then, up here in Wisconsin. Yeah, I, don't that's know, you, I just. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was just kind of, kind of found this off Facebook and, and I was kind of interested in it. But I go back. I started driving in 1966, so I've been oh, wow. down the pike once or twice. And now retired. Uh, I got about 30 years and 22 years as an owner operator. But a lot of it goes back. Uh, a lot of the problems stretch back to the advent of the CB radio. And you sit and listen to some of the trash that's on the CB radio today, and the public hears this. I started running a CB radio in my truck in 1970. You saw one truck at 100,000 that had a CB radio in it. Now it's the other way around. You see one truck at 100,000 that doesn't. But you listen to some of the trash that's out there uh, on that CB radio, the trash talk. Uh, and, you know, that's that's where it all stems, starts, starts rolling, you know, as far as the public is concerned. They listen to the foul, vile language. And I'm not I'm not saying that I haven't slipped up and said a, a naughty word once in a while. Everybody does. But uh it just I don't know. I, no, that's I, a re- I that's a really good point because the uh about the last ten years that I went over the road I uh I didn't even use a C B radio because of that. I only used it to uh uh, to contact, you know, the shipper receiver at the gate, you know, like you sometimes have to do, but uh, maybe get a road check or something. But other than that, I turn that thing off, and uh, just for just for that reason. Yeah, well, I, I'm, glad the... brought it, I'm glad he brought it up too, because actually, believe it or not, that's one of the things that I'd written down on my notes here. And one of the it's kind of <laughs> ironic. One of the one of the lines in there is leave the CD slang in the cab when you talk to other people outside of the truck. <laughs> Back in the 80s, I started, uh, a lot of my friends all went, started running sideband. We started running up above Channel 40. And we had a group up there, which if the CB radio went that high, would have been we would have been on Channel 49. And, uh, I mean, we had drivers all over the United States. I mean, we, the skip was rolling just, just right. We'd talk to each other. You know, for hours upon end, and, and same way with some of the base stations that that we knew. And I mean, I could be out in California. I've actually talked to guys down in Australia. I had a couple of trucking buddies down in Australia that I used to talk to. But uh, that's where I spent most of my time. I had another radio in the truck that was on Channel 19, and and like you say, the only reason I went to that was uh, well, traffic was getting fouled up or something. I wanted to go find out what was going on with traffic. But otherwise, right. I'd burn that radio off, and I spent all my time up on the other radio, up in the up on the higher frequencies. But I just uh, and one of the reasons I, I decided to get off the road was well, my wife and I were raising two special needs grandchildren, and she needed help with that. She was working a full time job. I had uh, I'd had major back surgery, and 14 weeks out of surgery, I was back on the road driving truck and. And it just so happened that the weekend I decided to quit was the end of the three-day, 72-hour CBSA blitz. 
And I sat and listened to I've never heard such filthy, rotten trash in all my life. As the driver got a ticket for because he had four clearance lights out on his trailer, and he's sitting there cussing out the cops, the cop's mother, the cop's wife, all the cop's kids. And it just, I'm not going to deal with this anymore. And I just, and I kind of saw handwriting on the wall as to what was coming down the pike anyway. And I just decided I was done. Now, when did when did you retire? When did you get out of driving? In '95. Oh, in '95. So you've been out for a little while then. So okay, well. So what do we do? The the good the good people, uh, you know, the good drivers, good moral, decent, hardworking people, which give them are. How do they change this? You know. I don't know. It's, yeah, can it be changed? Know, I, I you know I think I think with the whole idea of um, getting involved when when drivers see people, you know, uh, with these articles, because you know the media just thrives on these types of articles. It, it just makes news. And then when people start jumping on with the comments, I think that's when drivers need to get on board with it, start answering, like, uh, the comment that, you know, you had put a bound about human trafficking. That one article, um, you know, saying, you know, I forgot what you said. It was something about, you know, Kyla Lieberg and truckers against trafficking are saving thousands of lives every year, truckers coming together. You know, it was it was on that form. So right away when I, I looked, when I got the link and I saw it, you know, it stopped the, the chatter. Right then and there, people just stop because now they're like, "Oh, you mean there's a group of that are really against all this?" Yeah. And you know, it just it just stops it right there, and that's my opinion. Be done. I think another idea would be on the talk radio shows. Um, Alan, I know you listen to talk radio. Of course, it's difficult now. You know, you can't call into the shows while you're driving. Um, but. Later on, you know, all the hosts, if they're talking about something like regulations or the transportation bill, and all that. Yeah, well, it's just all a matter of getting involved. And um, uh, anyway, thanks for the calls up there in Wisconsin. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, but Jason had Jason had a really good point. All these newspapers now, you know, are you know they're all online, and you know, and and they have the comment section. It's just a matter of getting on there and and. Um, uh, you know, voice. You know, making your voice heard. You know, letting everybody know that you're out there. Let's go. Uh, let's go to Georgia, area code nine one two. Go ahead, you're on the air. Hi, this is Dee. Hi, Carrie. Hi, Dee. How are you? Hey, I'm Dee. good. Got rid of the kids for the weekend. Glad you made uh, it. Carrie so. and I. Go ahead, sweetie. Oh, it's Carrie and I have been talking back and forth all afternoon about this idea. I'm a trucker's wife. I'm a former driver. And, you know, I agree with what everybody has said. We have got to get the good out in front of the media. They have their agenda. Sensationalism is what sells commercials. It's what sells newspapers. It's what sells Budweiser when they take a station break. So we are going to have to put it upon ourselves as a community to make the good news Business. Whether that's you 
calling the newspapers, also saying, hey, I saw this happen, I saw this happen, and a driver from this company. Get his truck number if you can. Call the company. Who drives this truck? John Smith, stop at a wreck, help the people. Make sure that they see that the 99.8% of the drivers that are out there on the road are the good guys and girls. And until we do it, unfortunately, we're just a bunch of low-life scumbags that smell bad. Well, you know, that's part of the image and um, that's coming out. And, you know, I totally, totally agree with you. This is um, Donna. Hi, D. How are you? Hi. Good. <laughs> um, but, you know, this this was what we were so excited about last year, the Truck Driver Social Media Convention, because mm-hmm. we had um, we had very prominent media coverage last year. And, it was on uh, local. I never saw anything about it, honey. I had my eyes peeled. Okay. Well, it was in, um, you know, Truckers News and Overdrive. Um, Challenge Magazine talked about it. Salon, which is a huge social media website, one of the one of the freelance reporters that yeah. was there, uh, wrote an article about it. Matter of fact, if you go to truckingsocialmedia.com and mm-hmm. click 2011 mention, all the write-ups. Um, not not even all of them. I don't think they're all up there, but there's about, I don't know, eight write-ups uh, about the convention the thing, from last year. The thing with that is you're preaching to the choir. Well, we no, not if it be like Salon Magazine. That's, that's what I'm saying. Um, you that's know, not if, even if, a mainstream magazine. I mean, we need to get time involved. We need to get the big newspapers involved. We need to get the, you know, the Washington Post, the New York Times to say, trafficking is bad. There's a bunch of truckers out there with their eyes open that are making a difference. Well, did you see they the article, the Washington Times, uh, the day before yesterday, yeah. about truckers? Yes, I saw that one. That awesome? But that, that, that blew me away. I kind of sat there and giggled while I read it because I was like, oh, my God, it's something good. Yeah. Yeah, so it, 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 uh, Kyla Lieberg, act and uh, see, she she gets it. She's going to be a speaker yeah. at the convention, not just for human trafficking, but to explain to people how she took a little grassroots inspiration, passion, uh, whatever you want to call it, against the um, billion-dollar industry of human trafficking, went to reach out to truckers to help. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's really it'll give you the chills when you think of what what she and Candace Paris, that's her sister, and her mother Lynn Thompson, the three of them, has accomplished. Yeah. That's what yeah. we all need to be doing, everybody. Yeah, it is. We need to be doing that, and you know, we need to be talking to each other about the image. And I'm gonna you know I'm gonna tell you a story that happened last week. We live close to Savannah, Georgia. We stopped at the pilot on uh, 21 and 95 in Port Wentworth all the time. That's our potty break when we go to Savannah shopping. We went in last week, and I have a six-year-old grandson who just worships the ground the trucks drive on. And there were two drivers in line in front of us who, thanks, smelled like 
healthy. I don't care. You know, they just—they were disgusting. They were filthy, dirty, stinking company drivers for two of the biggest companies in the country. And poor Baba doesn't know to keep his mouth shut. He looked at me and said, Grandma, those men stink. Mm-hmm. And one of them turned around and told him to STFU, but not in letters. You know, these men were in front of probably 50 non-truck drivers. What did those people remember when they walked out of the pilot? Did they see all the good-looking, clean, white men? No, they saw two pigs. That's right. what we have to work on. And, and you know, it's sad, but um, a lot of times, you know, the industry itself, um, you know, attracts that, you know, with the... Uh, with low wages uh, and things like that. So, oh, yeah. If you're a slob, you're a slob. Whether you make a hundred thousand dollars a year or thirty cents a mile, I'm sorry, I don't buy into that. If you, you know, the company is responsible for the kind of people that but they, hire. But but they're but they're not. You know, they're, they're really not responsible. I guess I guess they could make them responsible, but at that point, you know. Quality of drivers, and this is the problem right now, a quality driver shortage. And really all they're basing it on is uh, PSP scores, but it really is a lot deeper than that. And part of the problem is a lot of the um, recruiting that goes on uh, with, with many of the large companies. And I don't know, I mean, somebody jump in and tell me if I'm just off the wall. But I feel like there isn't a lot of um, preparancy when you're trying to get somebody to drive for 25 cents a mile. No, they're they're not. They're not. I can guarantee you, there's not a whole lot of screening going on for background checks, and and you know whether they got blemishes or whether they got glaring holes in their stories. Um, there's a lot of these companies out there now that they are just putting people on there. Because regardless of what their background check is, if they've got a if they've got a satisfactory safety rating, which is going to improve the, improve that CSA score, guess what? They just got themselves the keys to a truck. Right. A lot yeah, of them, true. you know, have a zero score coming out of schools and stuff. Um, now they are getting really strict on felonies, DUIs. I mean, really, that's part of uh, a lot of people, you know, that had. Uh, DUIs and felonies in the past uh, were hired. Now, that's not to say that people can't change. And and, uh, I do believe in giving people a chance. However, uh, you you really can create a better image for yourself the way you present yourself. And yeah, the companies should take some responsibility for that. I'm sure they get complaints. Has the number on the back of their check, truck? What do you think of me? <laughs> or, you know, how's my driving? <laughs> it's one eight hundred forty four spray paint on the back of the orange one. They have made, made a concerted effort to spray paint the number out, and it's not just the orange truck. It's all the companies. If you look at them, the numbers are spray painted out. So you know that that was bad too. So it, it's an uphill battle that very few are willing to fight. Yeah, that's just it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we're outnumbered. I mean, I don't know. I just think that just society and the world we live in now is probably our biggest uphill hill battle. But uh, anyway, D, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 
Jason, I was looking at your. Uh, I'm having a little trouble here on this thing. Here we go. Uh, let me get back up here. You have okay. Your so your new your blog is uh, uh, haggardon18.wordpress.com. So when uh so what what what's your goals for your for your new blog? What what are you going to be using that for? And what are you hoping to achieve out of that? Well, essentially what I'm going to use that for is just to get some more information out there, um, try and try and put some of these new uh, new regulations that are coming out, new, you know, di- just different things that come down the pipe that some of the some of the drivers out there don't understand a lot of it because of the fact that it's a lot of times it's put in the language they're not supposed to understand. Um, you know, try and use, try and use the site for that. Get get feedback from other drivers, um, just to basically stimulate some you know some involvement in the industry. Get these you know get these people to understand that you know hey, you have a voice if you use it. Um, if you want to use it, um, I'll help put you in touch with the places you need to contact. I'll give you I'll give you web links. Um, you want to contact your congressman. You want to contact safety officials. You want to contact people in the FMCSA, CVSA, whatever you want to do. Um, I'll help put you in touch with those people. I have no problem doing that. Um, if you're not quite sure how to write something to say your senator, your congressman, there's, there's, uh, I know there's other people out there that are out there that have done the same thing. Um, I plan on getting, uh, you know, just some basic form letters up there that all you got to do is kind of fill in the blanks. You know, hey, I want this bill addressed or I want this done or um, I'm concerned about the safety aspect of this or the, you know, the enforcement, you know, the enforcement aspect of that. You know, how is it going to affect my rights? Um, and that's primarily why the blog is up there. It's just to stimulate, stimulate involvement. Um, because if we get enough people involved, if we can, if the if the number of the people involved or wanting to be involved is you know becomes the majority instead of the minority, then things change, and it becomes infectious. And that's just kind of the way. That's how I got into it. That's how I got into becoming an advocate. Is it became infectious? I talked to a couple other ones, and things sounded great and everything. You know, hey, it's a good, it's a good cause, and I'm one of those people that's about a good cause. And I honestly, I think truck drivers that are in the business, be truck drivers, be professional truck drivers. The one thing in the trucking industry that has always, always stood um, for many, many decades, and quite frankly, I think it's still there. Is uh, most of them are about honesty and dignity, respect, uh, earning an honest living, and having a great both patriotism and love for their country. And, you know, if you channel that kind of stuff and you put it into these types of issues, you know, to make things better within the industry, um, I, I think that does turn things around. I, you know, people can call me a dreamer. They can call me whatever whatever they want. But Well, no, we don't think you're a dreamer. If so, we're dreamers, too, to put on this whole event. With <laughs> but it is going to change things, so <laughs> but, I mean, we're on the same page. I guess if if we could get every driver to walk around with this, you know, with a saying running through the back of his head, you know, um, would I want my would I want my wife and kids to see this or hear that, you know, because you know if they can think like that, you know, before they get out of the truck to cuss somebody out or something like that, but I want my <laughs> wife and kids to see that, probably not, you know, if if we can keep them thinking, keep them on their toes, and and keep them involved, I think things can change. Yeah, but you know it's it's tough out there. You know, you talk about the lifestyle, and you go back to these four wheelers. The way they they cut you off, they they give you little signs, they honk, they blow their horns, they do all this stuff. I mean, there's a lot of aggravation 
and uh, you know things like that that goes on out there and it the world today is you know is a lot different from you know like our our caller there who you know left in 95 and was started driving in the 60s and uh, the world the world has changed a lot since then i mean there's a lot of aggravation out there that uh, that just feeds these drivers and i you know I, I can almost understand that so i mean i don't know how they're going to be able to control that but um it's just it's just a different world that we're that we're driving in now the roads are more crowded there's more aggravation and and more dangerous and and um, this is some of the stuff that just feeds the the tempers out there so i don't know how you'd ever be able to control that well i think i think too a lot of that changes too is if if, if the government actually takes a look at uh the whole equation and not just commercial vehicles. Um, and this is something that my home state of Minnesota had, you know, did back when I got even my Class C license when I was 16 years old. Is you were required to go through, um, you were required to go through, it was only like two hours, but it was two hours of the classroom training involved having a truck driver come in and discuss driving around big trucks, discuss driving, you know, you know, staying out of their blind spots. And, and it even went so far as into um, you know, realize that as, if you go to pass a truck, as you're passing it, you're going to get sucked in towards the tail and you're going to get blown away from, you know, you're going to get blown off to the side, up, up near the nose. Now, that was a required learning thing in order for me to get my license. Um, and I think that's a big part where the government can step in instead of just laying the blame down all the truck drivers out there and saying, well, they cause it, they cause it, they cause it, that's why we're going to regulate them even more. Maybe they should take a real strong, serious look at, uh, you know, people that are putting behind the wheels of cars. Uh, because I think there's, um, it you know the 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 the, the post that I let off or the, the, the blog the blog post that I let off my blog with there's a there's a statement in there, and this is something I preach all the time. What's more dangerous, an accident between an 18 wheeler and a commuter vehicle, or an accident between a commuter vehicle and an 18 wheeler? Regardless of which one causes the accident, the result can be the same. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you had the best idea to. Uh, uh, to, for drivers just to really get involved on the online comments from these newspapers online and uh, if they will but but you know Kari let me ask you because I know you're probably there with your husband Lee and everything uh, I mean don't you think the lifestyle has a lot to do with uh, these drivers just not being able to get involved because I mean I know you pretty much do it all Lee's over there probably driving and he uh, probably doesn't have much chance to do Facebook and Twitter, and I don't even know if he wants to or not. But don't you think the lifestyle the lifestyle limits a lot of drivers from getting involved? I think they could take the time if they wanted to. And Lee jokes around with me about this as I'm the CEO and he's the CFO of our organization. So, no. um, he gets on Facebook when he has time. He's on the other phone listening. He can chime in. But... You know, there's been times we go out and load, and it's 90 degrees, it's 100% humidity. You know, I get filthy dirty when we're carping loads. And, but, you know, I come inside the truck, and I at least wipe myself down with baby wipes and try and make myself somewhat presentable before I go inside. And then you see these guys running around that have their waists are hanging around their knees, and they can't keep their pants up. They haven't had a shower in two weeks. You know, that's something they've got to want to change. I can't walk up and say, you know, please take a shower. Yeah, you know that's well, a, that's actually a huge point that 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 the Kari brought up there. Um, and this and we've touched on this before on on different shows and different forums and different blogs and everything like that. And I can't understand why drivers don't stop and think about this. If you keep yourself, your equipment, your truck, 
everything else. If you try and do your best to keep it clean, keep it orderly, um, I don't think a lot of drivers understand just how much that benefits you. First of all, it, it portrays a better image for everybody involved, yourself included. And two, and this was the part we touched on in other shows and stuff, what is one of the biggest key factors when the DOT sees your truck as to whether or not they're going to inspect you or not? If it's clean. If it's clean, exactly. They look at the driver. If the driver is disheveled, um, they look at the truck. Is the truck clean? Is it is it clean within a reason? I mean, now if there's a big snowstorm just up the road, they take that into account, okay? But if they if it's obvious if it obviously hasn't been washed or even wiped down in the last three months, believe me, they're gonna pull you in because of the fact that they look at that and they're gonna say, you know what? You didn't take the time to wash your truck. Why am I gonna believe that you time to, took the time to do your inspection on the truck? It, yeah, yeah, I know DOT looked uh, looked at that quite. Quite a bit, you know. I'm just sitting here looking at the chat, and uh, we have a we have a driver uh, listening from uh, Australia. And anyway, Rod Hanafy, hey, thanks. I see you there. Appreciate you tuning in from Australia. He says, would you like to talk to an Australian driver as well? We have similar problems here. Uh, so uh, he says auto transmissions are putting more car drivers into trucks. And uh, anyway, I can't I can't call Australia, but you know, Rod, if you if you have Skype, you know, you can call in from Skype if you want. But uh, but so the problem is not only just here; it's uh, you know they they see it on Australia, they're, they're seeing it everywhere. So I, I just wanted to make a point. You know, when we were saying to get the general and uh, public involved with, and to create some kind of empathy for the the. Um, you know the good drivers out there, which I believe is the majority. But one of the radio stations that's kind of supporting drivers right now. You um, want radio? What is it? A A A W O P Radio dot com, and uh, they had uh, Willow Parish on a driver. And she got to talk about all this. Now you have to understand that this isn't a trucking network. This is a regular, a regular network, and they are listening and becoming um, more concerned and empath- empathetic with the concerns of drivers and relations. So, if if more drivers, you know, that's what I was saying. Not just the social media websites, but radio. Um, if there's conversations about, you know, the politics and you could call up on your off time and talk about the transportation bill and them trying to mandate EOBRs uh through the uh through the Senate. Uh you know, just get people's awareness and I think that's the key word, awareness. Uh it, it people start to think you're planting seeds in people's minds. Uh, okay, you know, not everybody uh, driving a truck is some kind of criminal or or crazed madman or madwoman running down the road. These people have families. Well, I mean, and I'm seeing that too a lot. I mean, I'm seeing this through social media. I mean, I get emails quite often from non-CDL drivers, people who've never even been in trucks, and all they do is they just shoot me a little email from time to time and say, hey, you know, I I just never realized you truckers go through all this, and and so, I mean, I think, I think there are many out there that are seeing, 
you know, like you're saying, Donna, a difference that we're not all, you know, killer trucks out here and um, still relatively new with all this social media stuff. I mean, I'm just hoping maybe it can only get bigger and better. Well, that's that's what we're hoping for. Um, just And, you know, don't forget, social media is just, you know, please, at the tip right now. I mean, you know, it's big now, but... Wait five years and see what's going to go on. Websites, I believe, are, are maybe not going to be obsolete, but they're going to play um, a second role to uh, a company's social media website because that's where all the interaction goes on. Well, ten years from, ten years from now, good luck buying a newspaper anywhere. Yeah. You won't. You won't see one. <laughs> It's what now? I didn't catch that. Is it in ten years from now? Good luck trying to buy a newspaper anywhere because you won't be able to find a newspaper on a newsstand in ten years. Well, I'm surprised newspapers are still around. Personally, now I think I think it's going to take maybe just a, a a little longer with the computers, but yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I mean, it, we're just at the very very tip. This. Yeah, well, Kari, give us your websites again. You got missingtruckdriver.com, and what's what's the other one? I keep forgetting about that one. Uh, Show the road is on. Show the road is on Facebook. Down the road, okay, just under share, Facebook. No, share the road. Share, share the road. Share the road, okay. Share the road on Facebook, missingtruckdriver.com, and uh, Jason, your websites again. Uh, we've got my my Facebook page. You can reach me on, which is my personal Facebook page, and then we've got. Uh, the uh, WordPress blog, which is HaggardOn18.wordpress.com, and on, and then on Twitter you can reach me at HaggardOn18. And that's H-A-G-G-A-R-D, kind of like Haggard. It, that's kind of what you were saying the other day, Haggard yep. on 18, like you're tired. Yep, I used the whole thing as a play on words. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, appreciate y'all coming on, and uh, we'll... Uh, I just want to ask them both. Um, what? Now, I know you guys are definitely coming to the uh, convention. Um, I don't know about you, but I've been receiving, uh, through my email, a lot of excitement. Are, are you guys receiving receiving that as well? Ladies first, Gary. The people I've talked to have been real excited about it, yes. Okay, now I know Kari... Yeah, I'm going to get some more. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's it, just the last, I'd say, two weeks. It's really picked up, but um, I don't know how, how it is with you, with the people you associate with. Who, with Jason? Jason, yeah. Uh, well, with me, I get... I seem to get more of the questions about the convention. You know, okay, what that's is good though. I, I yeah. you know, I think that's and that's good. Right. And I try and try and, and try and tell them that. And it's you know one of the things that uh, you know we should probably touch on too is people people ask questions about the convention and they think you know okay well why is there limited seating or why is there this and why is there that and it's uh, you know this isn't this isn't a thing where anybody's making money off from it. This is a thing where a lot of people are volunteering their time, just like we're all volunteering our time right now. Um, you know, it, it's... It, a it, uniting, it, yeah. Just a gathering yeah. to to get our our, our, our uh, voices heard uh, in, a, yeah. in a, and 
to network with one another, ideas and solutions. Yeah, I, I get a lot of questions too, but they seem real excited though. I mean, well, uh, the theme is really good. I mean, you picked an ideal theme. I love it. Oh, the the trust. Oh, yeah, where you could go to a place where you're not judged. You you can say what you need to say. Ask the questions to people or who. I mean, the our our speakers are are top notch. Um, they're people who really care about the industry. They're none of them are trying to sell anything. Well, what's uh, great is Federal Motor Carrier is going to be there, and they're going to listen, and you know, hopefully, still take that back to those guys and say, look, you know. And and the the social well, media. Yeah, so I don't know. I've I've been like really excited, um, just answering all these emails about it. And you're right, there are a lot of questions, but they're mixed with you know, hey, this is the first time I've heard about it. What a what a not a great idea. How do they put it? I or I can't believe you guys are doing this. Or um, I want to meet you. You know, just really, really wonderful and encouraging um, things. But I guess that's because it's to us. And I was just wondering if you guys were getting that same kind of feedback. I, quite honestly, I think the thing that kind of set it apart is, and, I, and I'm sure you guys remember this, at the first one where it said the first annual social media convention, a lot of people were asking, well, how can you call it the first annual? You don't even know if you're going to have another one yet. And it was like, well, yeah, there's going to be another one. And I think that's where a lot of it came from, too, is um, – Everybody that stood behind it and said, "Yeah, there's going to be another one. There is another one." And yeah. they know that they they know that we're back for another year, and they know that okay, hey, um, these people meant what they said, you know. Right. I, well, it was it was really you know uh, a, a lot of people just didn't think it was going to pull be pulled off, and then there were even people that tried to prevent it from um, happening, and we won't mention any names, but. Well, you know, one of the things, you know, Jason was saying, um, uh, you know, they were wondering why there's limited seating. I mean, really, uh, the only reason there's limited seating is because we're providing buffets and, you know, meals and everything. So we have to, they have to have, where we hold this convention, they have to have a head count in order to prepare the food for the buffet. So, I mean, we can't we can't say there's going to be 300 people there and then a, you know, then a thousand show up because 700 people aren't going to get to eat. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah and we it's the same as the I mean, yeah. it's a learning experience. It's a um, it's a conference, really. So I, I think that's difficult for people to picture in their mind because it is such a new idea. Yeah, and, and we can't we can't throw everybody in a football field and throw out chicken drummies from the PA booth. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, eventually I'd like to see this, you know, branch off, uh, become bigger. But right now, you know, it, actually I remember I remember Lindsay Kaler last year um, from Pilot. She, she was there, and I remember her saying to me, you know, I think an intimate group because we – at about 175 people or so last year. Uh, she goes, I really think you learn so much more with a more intimate group because you figure you're you're stuck together with one another for two days. So, uh, you know, you you do pretty much by the end of the time know everybody and you're, you know, you're networking, you're discussing, and you try to do that, you know, with a thousand people, and I think that's pretty difficult. Well, uh, it's it's a more specialized event because, you know, my hardest thing was to try to, 
keep people from thinking of this as a trucking show because I, I, I didn't want it to be a trucking show. So it's, it's an actually specialized event for drivers and those, you know, who support drivers. So, I mean, that's, that's where the big changes come in. So, uh, but anyway, okay, uh, Carly dropped off. But there you are. You popped back up there, Carly. You're back. So, uh, My phone well, listen, I appreciate you all coming on, and uh, we'll have to do it again and keep in touch and let us know how everything's going. Thank you. Yep, thank you guys for having us on, and uh, oh, I just want to get this out there too. A happy early Father's Day to all the fathers that are out there driving down the roads. There you go. Oh yeah, that is coming up, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate it. Yep. You guys have a great night. It was nice being on. We'll catch you next time. All right. Be safe. And um, well, th- okay. Thanks for hanging with us, everyone, as we always do when we uh, we start winding down the show here. We'll bring Donna in here to give us her announcements for the. I guess you got announcements, don't you, Donna? Yeah, I have a few announcements tonight. Okay. So uh, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. And uh, Donna will give her announcements and updates for the week, and uh, we'll wrap it up here on Truth About Trucking Live. So stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to Truth About Trucking live on Blog Talk Radio. Alan Smith will be right back. Alan Smith here with Truth About Trucking Live and AssetTrucker.com with an important message for owner-operators and fleet owners. Hodgeon Incorporated is a company that makes the Dynasys APU, and if you're considering an auxiliary power unit for your truck but thought you just couldn't afford it, you need to talk to the Dynasys guys about their all-new financing program. The Dynasys APU saves fuel and provides AC, heating, plug-in power, all of those comfort necessities you deserve when you have to shut down for your mandatory break. It's definitely the smart way to be comfortable and save money. Their finance program is designed to make your monthly payment nearly half of what you're spending on fuel with their goal of making APUs available for every hardworking driver. They realize that times are tough and that credit is hard to come by, so they offer full credit plans giving all owner-operators and fleet owners a guaranteed financing opportunity. They can even get you hooked up with grants that can cover APU costs as well. Give them a call at 1-800-289-8282. Toll free 1-800-289-8282 or just Google search Dynasys APU. Visit them online at hotjohn.com. That's H-O-D-Y-O-N.com. The Dynasys APU, the best solution to engine idling. Heads up, truckers. Are you looking for deals on trucks, trailers, parts, or equipment? Or maybe you need to sell something truck-related. Well, there's a great spot on the web where truckers deal with other truckers. No middlemen involved. That's why we call it TruckerToTrucker.com. There's no charge at all for looking. And if you want to place an ad for what you're selling, it's just $19.95. And it runs till it sells. So whether you're buying or selling, it's time to log on and take a look. TruckerToTrucker.com. Check it out. That's TruckerToTrucker.com. There's a lot of copycats out there, but you know, there's only one. Truth About Trucking Live. Now, back to the show. All right, Donna, I guess it is time for your announcement. What's going on this week? Okay, well, I'm just going to give a brief announcement. We've been talking about the convention tonight and the series of shows we're doing 
is about uh, truck drivers and those within the industry who make an impact uh, using social media to um, spread their message, their word. <clears throat> and that uh, conference a convention is taking place at Harrods on October 27th and 28th, uh, 2012. Uh, that's in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, the 26th is the uh, reception, welcome reception for everybody. Uh, that's the Friday night before in Harris' famous Voodoo Lounge. So we do um, suggest you do get your tickets. Uh, it is RSVP. Uh, you go to truckingsocialmedia.com and just click on register, and uh, it's pretty simple. Um, and then, you know, you call up Harris. The instructions are on the page, the phone number to get your discounted hotel rate. So we're pretty excited about that. Um, it's it's a great it's it's an unbelievable event of uniting and networking together. So we'll have our speakers and prizes. Um, Cobra is donating over uh, five thousand dollars worth of gifts uh, to drivers. Uh, the open panel uh, question and answers to everybody, and it's just a, a tremendous event. So go to trucking social media. Com. Uh, one thing I want to uh, share with you are some of the special people that, that are going to be there. Um, the Sunshine Survivors Group, um, uh, James Napier, the Trucker Charity Group. Um, let's see, Tony Hamilton uh, from uh, um, Operation Roger Pet Rescue. He's going to be there. He was there last year. Trucker Charity was there last year also. Um, the Sun, Sunshine Survivors Group this year, this is their first year. Uh, year to be there. I do want to mention something that they're putting on right now. Um, James has put up uh, a website called Operation uh, Kangaroo, and it's dedicated to the uh, memory of uh, Haley Butterfly Ponting, um, who was born on January 11th, 2000. Uh, she passed away at six years old, just shy of uh, six, on November 23rd, 2011. Um, what happened was she was uh, a participant in the Australian Bismarck uh, convoy for the kids over there um, to, to help children with uh, childhood diseases and cancer. Unfortunately, um, she did pass away uh, shortly after that, and they have a website up right now. And uh, Oh, here it is. I knew I wrote it down. Uh, it's www.operation-kangaroo.weebly.com. I do believe if you just Google Operation Kangaroo, um, a search will come up and you can click on that. Uh, it, there is, they're going to try to uh, get enough donations to bring um, little Haley's parents over here to be the lead driver in the convoy for the kids uh, in September. So all the information is on that website, that operation, kangarooweebly.com. And um, I do suggest you look at it. Uh, and that is from um, the Sunshine Survivors Group uh, and James. Um, also, if uh, we mentioned it tonight, uh, Truckers Against Traffic made, made the Washington Times with their efforts. Unbelievable um, recognition this this great organization to stop human trafficking is getting. They're, they're just on a tremendous movement. We're so proud and honored that they're going to be 
speaking at the convention this year, um, not just on the human trafficking, but also on social media to explain how they got their organization uh, off the ground to, it's it's pretty much uh, world known now globally, uh, all the efforts. And we thank all the truckers who are getting the wallet cards and the stickers and really taking part in this um, this uh, sex trafficking that's going on. So we appreciate that. We do want to welcome uh, James James McCormick is uh, going to be with us again. Um, if anybody you know is looking into any kind of information for CDL driver training, uh, recent graduate refresher courses, um, experienced drivers for jobs, training schools, um, you really do need to go to truckingcareersofamerica.com. Um, we get a lot of people that say they can't find a job, which I don't understand with the truck driver shortage uh, supposedly going on. But if you do have a problem, you know, just talk to James McCormick and uh, he will definitely uh, uh, hook you up if he can. Uh, we want to announce our uh, candidates for the Jason Rivenberg Making a Difference Award this year. Uh, there were a lot of nominations but the top five with the most votes were Kathy Cass, Kari Fisher, Sandy Long, Desiree Wood, and Kyla Lieberg. So the voting's uh, taking place right now. Um, it's only been up three days, and we've got almost 400 votes uh, for these people. So thank you so much for taking part in this uh, Making a Difference Award. Um, the there will be a plaque and gifts and a sponsor to take care of that and we will be announcing it. Alan's going to create a page on our uh, trucking social media website uh, within the next uh, couple of weeks or so. And the Missing Truck Driver Alert Network, Kari Fisher, our guest tonight, she's going to be there um, passing out literature, explaining uh, her her new um, founding website missingtruckdriver.com and also the truck driver alert missing truck driver alert network on Facebook. So, um I just wanted to talk a little bit about about that tonight. You know, we always talk about the speakers and and everything. We do appreciate all our sponsors. Um I don't have the complete list in front of me right now. Uh but just go on the website, hit that sponsor page and you're going to see all the wonderful sponsors. Uh, that we have uh, supporting truck drivers, honoring them. So, you know, changing the image of drivers, there's a lot of people supporting drivers right now, and you'll see that on the website. Um, I think that's it, Alan. Uh, I'm just checking through, making sure. I always feel like every week I, I miss something. Have I missed anything this week? Uh, not that I know of. <clears throat> I think I had it all. That will do it. Yep. Other than the transportation bill that we're still waiting on. Oh, just to say that that EOBR is in the um we need to be calling up senators and reps on this. Um very very important. It, you know, it was thrown out of of uh district court, of uh, federal court because of the harassment issue uh brought up by OIDA. And now it's in the transportation bill. 
So Every, everything ends up in the transportation bill. <laughs> yeah, right. So if you don't want an EOBR, you really do need to be calling your uh, senator and representative and tell them, you know, why you don't want it, all the reasons you feel it's uh, it's going to actually cause uh, more problems with safety, and give your opinion and let them know how you feel. Because really, uh, if they get enough phone calls, they're not going to let it slip by, and that's a fact. And I know there's a lot of people on Facebook you know, throwing those links out there and saying, hey, you know, call up. So, again, social media, just, you know, pass that word around. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, we have seen changes, you know, a few changes here and there just through social media. So that's kind of what the show was about tonight and everything. So, all right, so that'll do it. Uh yeah, I'm just checking. I'm I'm reading the the chat room. I'm making sure nobody's gonna telling me. Jason Haggard says equipment, and I'm not really sure what that means. So I don't know if Jason's still on the line or not. Uh, well, he's talking about look at the line above. Don't forget, I will be providing free tech info oh. for drivers' road electronics and how to extend the life of their equipment. Oh, okay. Well, I'm yeah. glad he put that there because I'm going to let everybody know the reason I'm on tonight is because of this uh, great computer I got from Jason. Um, he refurbished it, and it, it's really great. So I now have a laptop, but I was talking to um, to Kari, and she was saying that uh, he repairs, uh, you know, laptops and does all kinds of things. So Jason, you know, you need to post that on your um on your website and, you know, create a banner and we'll get the word out because I'm just totally in love with my new my new little laptop here. Yeah, it's working great, isn't it? Beautiful too. It's a good one. It's working really good. So okay, well sounds good and uh that will do it for this broadcast of June fourteenth, two thousand twelve. Be sure to bookmark us and add us to your favorites and until next time on behalf of Donna and for Truth About Trucking Live I'm Alan Smith, Drive Safe, and thanks for listening. I've been driving these rigs since 79. Never got a ticket, never crossed the line. Dinner's on the table, but it's gonna get cold. Gotta get going, I've got freight too low Well, I was running through Atlanta doing 58 A four-wheeler cut me off, so I slammed my brakes Well, the truck went left, but the trailer threw right And I saw my life flash before my eyes I'm just trying to make a living running the road Loving my family from a cell phone Nobody understands, can't get no helping hand Lord have mercy on the, the trucking brand I was fighting the wheel And the next thing I know I hit the sidewalk and over I go Falling so fast I had no time to scream Burning hot metal flying all around me Well, I laid there for a minute Living out of my head Not knowing if I was alive or dead I 
highway patrol said, let me give you a hand. And he laughed and said, son, you better check your pants. I'm just trying to make a living running the road. Loving my family from a cell phone. Nobody understands, can't get no helping hand. Lord, have mercy on the the trucking brand Oh, oh, oh. Trucking brand Oh, yeah Well, he looked at me And my burning rig Checked out the damage That was done to the bridge Feeling a little crazy and dizzy in the head Barely heard the words that officer said $10,000 fine and your CDL is gone Better call your mama to come take you home Three million miles and never a glitch The four-wheeler only got a slap on the wrist Family from a cell phone. Nobody understands. Can't get no helping hand. Lord, have mercy on us. The trucking brand. On the trucking brand. Lord, have mercy on us. The trucking. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.